Seems very large and very scary. Daddy, you in there? Maybe we could climb up there and take a look in. It all comes together now. That's what's okay. I got you. Okay, we're going to try this again. We're not in my home. Form is perfect. Well, he is the mage and they are the magical fruit. I can't do my joke now. Now it's just weird. How do we even know there's one in there? No, Kieran's on point. He knows this is serious. You're quite uncreative. I needed help. (laughs) Yeah, you can roll a perception, smell-based perception check. A natural 20. Good job, Doran. Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is Season 2, Episode 47, Scout's Honor. MVP this week is Alex Guthrie. (laughs) He's been nominated by Marie from the Discord for the amazing backstory story. They also went on to say that Alex has been their favorite player because his characters are always chaotic, fun, and hilarious. And I tend to agree. Great job, Alex. Great job, Alex. You're this week's MVP. (laughs) All right, should we play some D&D? Yeah, let's do it. Woo! Deadstone Cleft is a sight to behold. A central canyon is open to the sky and a wide, shallow river flows through it, overlooked on both sides by the frozen figures of stone giants protruding from the cliffs. Mist drifts in soft waves, and along the canyon walls, a handful of cave openings are already visible from where you stand. The four of you had snuck along the river, shadowing a barbarian from a distance as he passed by and disappeared into a cave. You're about 200 feet away from a promontory, atop which a huge bird's nest can be seen. Is it snucked or sneaked? (laughs) I don't know, but if we don't do this right, we're all completely snucked. (laughs) (laughs) Inspiration, Alex. Oh, nice. Good. You're all going to be snucked, that's for sure. All right. Uh, What do you suppose is up there? Red points to the giant nest on top of the hill. Mm. It's big enough to keep a rock if that's where they're oh right yeah big bird big bird okay i'm a little upset by the fact that both the big birds are rocks and the things they'll be throwing at us are rocks just too many rocks to think about (laughs) i mean it is they are stone Uh giants so yeah (laughs) it's kind of the whole thing they're quite uncreative maybe that's why they like the birds because they're called rocks it's thematic (laughs) so they keep them around you know i'm kind of curious about that nest all right well let me send screven up screven and screven and comes out of a bush nearby Hey, Screven, go give that nest a flyby. See if you can see anything in it. And Red kind of lets him off to fly up. Yeah, Screven screes into the sky. Um, but then he remembers that you guys are trying to be stealthy and he does a much scree, quieter scree. Scree. A whispered <laughs> scream. He just can't help himself. Um, and then he, yeah, he becomes smaller and smaller as he ascends into the morning light and he wheels around this huge rock's nest, first inquisitively, you know, keeping his distance and then circling a little closer, a little closer. And nothing seems to happen. After a few minutes, he flies just up the canyon a little bit and then returns to you without much incident at all. Red puts out two small piles of bird seed and says this one's yes and this one's no hmm. <laughs> was there anything in it i'm guessing not he packs the yes pile oh, oh there was doran eats some bird seed was it uh dangerous large something formidable probably a baby he, he eats like 25 pieces of bird seed in a row it's like a hamster 
they're getting all packed in his little bird cheeks. Right, right. Uh, okay. Look, that's enough for me. Let's uh, let's head inside. Do birds have jowls? This one does. <laughs> Mine does. So that's a so that's a, a yes that there's something in there. Yes, he ate all the bed seat, Doran. That means super yes. Oh, okay. Well, we better keep an eye on that nest. Yeah. All right, we got three entrances. One across the river to the right of us, I guess the east. One sort of northeast, and then one pretty close to that big... Uh, do we think something's in it? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe we could climb up there and take a look in. And, and while we're up there, we've got a great vantage point to see all these different entrances and maybe what's a little bit higher up. Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Well... How do we even know there's one in there? Uh, seems very large and very scary. Did we see the, where the barbarian went? The barbarian entered into the cave that's uh, almost directly across the river from the rock's nest. So that's the southernmost entrance. All right. I still have Pass Without Trace active. Why don't we sneak along this bank, take some cover by those trees, and then head up to the hole in the middle across that log? I think if we can get there silently... It'll be our easiest way in. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. Not follow that barbarian, but maybe go in a different entrance, because maybe that's uh, less traveled. Let, let's do it. And Red starts heading that direction. All right. Everybody roll some stealth checks for me, please. 30. Nice. I rolled a 32. I got 30. Nice. The three of you move stealthily through this misty canyon, uh, Jack tromping along behind you clumsily. I mean, a 16 is not nothing. <laughs> Quiet, Jack. Uh, oh my God, you won't speak quiet. It's the beans you had this morning. It's Stop all beans. <laughs> the nerves working their way out. At the end of this, I'm going to be ready to go. Something else is working its way out. Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah. And um, you seem to be unobserved as you cross the bridge and head up the embankment. It's a bit of a steep slope, and you, you make your way towards this cave entrance. It's pretty big. It's maybe 20, 25 feet wide and about 35 feet high. And it's dark inside. Red will lean over the edge and, and just roll perception to see if I can maybe smell anything or see anything. That's a 17. Yeah, with a 17? I mean, it's it's really dark inside. You don't hear anything, but you do smell There's a strange odor. I smelled something odd, but I don't recognize it. Doran, do you recognize the smell? Red grabs Doran's head and puts it in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Doran sniffs the air uh, down, the, down the hallway. And uh, should I roll for this or do I know it? Yeah, you can roll a perception, smell-based perception check. A natural 20! Good job, Doran. Yeah, it's faint right now. Maybe um, just a residual smell or from something far away, but it's unmistakable smell of strong beer. Oh, wow. Doran's like, uh, "Mm, I know that smell. It's the smell of beer in a deep cave. I know this smell from growing up. It's it's that weird mix. I mean, you just can't get the same thing from a tavern. It was my father's breath. Daddy, oh, are you no. in there? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That, I can't do my joke now. Now it's just weird. <laughs> Mine was no, personal sorry. experience. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, all right, well, look. We don't want oh. that rock to, to spot us. Let's head inside. Doran, you take the lead. I'll take up the end. Absolutely. Maybe we'll find some beer to drink. No, snap out of it. I've got to... I gotta remember we're 
We're not in my home. Although that, that beer smell in the cave is very, very... It's throwing me None off. None of us are even remotely in doubt of that. We, we definitely know this isn't your home, so don't worry about trying to tell us that. Well, I wasn't telling you. I was, I was reminding myself. Oh, well, 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 we'll help you. Guys, this isn't Doran's home. Doran, this isn't yeah. your home. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> this was his home, I'd have questions. I'd imagine the doors would be shorter for Doran yeah, the, homes. Yeah, they're big The scale doors. of the place might tip you off, unless that's like that dream where you think you're small and you're... Aw, he's like remembering <laughs> being a little dwarf. It turns out that Doran is like the tiniest dwarf. All of them are actually Aww. massive. And he's just like, oh, no, I'm so <laughs> little. The cute little runt in the family. <laughs> he's actually of giant lineage and he just never realized it. <laughs> <laughs> These are normal. Wait a minute, this maybe, is my home. Maybe this is home. Yeah. It's a carrot disc world thing. Doran's going to make his way in slowly. Um, not really against the wall, but certainly closer to a wall and not down the middle of this corridor. Okay, yeah. And I'm going to follow right behind Doran, just keeping my, my eye out to make sure we don't fall into any traps. or get a, And I, you know, who doesn't want to get a good view of giant culture and the kind of places they build? Definitely. Where's Kieran? Is he right by your side or is he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chasing butterflies. No, Kieran's around. on point. He knows this is serious. He's he's been in this life and death situation more often than any of us. Red, you're you're in the behind. I'm taking it up the rear, as usual. Mari's following right behind uh, Jack and Kieran, and is feeling like that sort of like dread settle in. So she just keeps like absentmindedly like petting Kieran. Uh, <laughs> but it's like you're petting it too hard where like the eyes are being pulled back and it's like you gotta pet him so he can feel it it's like sending mind messages to Jack being like this is not okay well the hard part is that because she's nervous the petting is fine but it's just like there's just he's just wet now Ew. like the dog he's like wet it's a, a whole smell different smell of beer is being taken over by yeah. wet dog come on Doran let's go maybe there's werewolves in here <laughs> as you enter this giant tunnel it's strange it's not like other stone passageways that you've been into these are intentionally carved passageways or at least this one is it seems the rock isn't craggy it's not a natural formation this whole place seems to have been carved from the living stone. The walls here are engraved with these maze-like patterns and whorls, and the ceilings are a dizzying landscape of upside-down stone giant faces that seemingly watch you as you pass by underneath. Doran sort of whispers back, and maybe he even looks towards Jack behind him, and he says, uh, do you think they're, uh, they're carved? Or do you think they're actually stone giant faces in the wall? And I'm like expecting it to, to look at the wall and see like the Scooby-Doo <laughs> canvas. And there's like eyeballs behind <laughs> holes. <laughs> you know, Dorn, it could be either. I mean, maybe that's part of the way they decorate their, their homes. But I, I think like more significant, they decorate their homes. Any other time we've seen these xenophobes, they've been trying to wipe every scrap of civilization off the map. This is the first time... I think we've ever together seen them build anything, and this is what they made. I, I mean, it's. I wonder why. Can I just make an observation? And, and, and I don't want to take it too far off track, but I thought this was interesting, because the, the, the giants are xenophobes, <laughs> right? And the other day, I was like, you know, outside, and I stepped on a, on a bug. I can't remember mm-hmm. what happened. But I wonder if bugs look at us, and they go, oh, terrible xenophobes, because they don't like bug people you know like they don't like bugs i wonder if it's all just like really perspective like the giants don't even look at us as as if we're 
on the same level because we're just so small. Deep thoughts with Alex Guthrie. Like maybe they just don't realize that how xenophobic they are. They're like, oh, these like little creatures, <laughs> they don't have the same mental capacity. I love the idea that like wasps are like going like anti-fash, bash the fash and like stinging us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. That was my <laughs> Why are you mad? Thought. I agree with you. What you should have done is done that in Doran's voice. And then we could have called it Deep Thoughts with Doran. And it kind of like is like a Dwarven thing. You know what I mean? I think it's too philosophical for Doran. No, it's not. <laughs> Red hangs back and does his primeval awareness just to sort of get a lay of the land. And uh, as the others are looking around the carved stone room. Sure. Yeah. You give them a minute, I guess it takes. Yeah. Red, I guess you learn the rough numbers of each of your favorite enemies, right? So yeah. humanoids humanoid and giants. Humanoid and giant. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Within kind of the immediate area, we're looking at around 30 humanoids and about 15 giants. Red stands up so many and people. talks to the others. Hey, we're looking at about 30 humans, hum- humanoids, and, and 15 stone giants. This, uh, maybe some scouting is in order before going in there full force. Doran's looking at the walls and he's going to try and perceive through his stone cunning skill whether these walls are sleeping giant faces or if they've been carved out of the rock. Doran, why don't you roll a uh, nature check for me? That's going to be a 13. What did you add to that roll? Just out of- uh, Eight. My double Perfect. my... Okay. Double my... Yeah. I'm getting not bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting not bad at this. Three With years later. 13, Doran, you're able to ascertain that the faces above you probably aren't living stone giant faces okay. or, or petrified stone giants. Something strikes you as odd. Hmm. The quality of the carving is... You're not sure if it's just so strange because you've never really inspected a stone giant carving before or whether there's something unique about this place specifically. Hmm. It's hard to put your finger on. Yeah. Red walks up and just runs his hand over the walls. And actually, while he's doing this as well, I'm going to investigate the wall. But I also want to just see if I can remember anything about stone giants. I remember fighting one uh, when Jack got petrified and it kind of came out of the ground. It didn't seem to hear us or see us. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if I can roll something or maybe even just remember something about the way it perceived us uh, that might be of help in here. I mean, you definitely remember in your combat that when the creature was going to attack you, it didn't like peek up out of the earth like a, a whale looking out of the ocean before it attacked you. It just kind of showed up. Right. And as Red sort of rubs his hand over the walls, he whispers to the others, you know, the stone giants didn't need to see or even really hear us when it attacked us before. It can only move through stone. So if we see any areas that aren't stone, let's try to stand on those. It might give us an advantage. And I have a passive investigation of 17. So I'm hoping that's enough to sort of decipher what I want to about the walls. Apart from the faces, Red, they're not depicting realistically objects that you would recognize in the way that when you had seen the stone giant that was petrifying things and attaching them to its body, you were like, oh, that's an anchor from a ship. Like there's nothing that's being depicted that exists in real life here. It's very abstract. Cool. 
All right. There's something strange about these walls. Doran kind of correlates what he learned earlier. Mm -hmm. They're carved, but it might have some significance in this hallway. You know, maybe maybe this is the confused giant's hallway. Is it worth trying to do an arcana check, or is that just going to be... You absolutely could. Mari mm-hmm. sort of, like, runs her hands across the wall and does an arcana check on the, the carvings that she sees. Mm-hmm. This is a monitored security system. You're being watched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a ring camera up there. That's right. Oh, yeah. it's got motion detection yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, I rolled a 17. Yeah. Mari... Just from seeing the whorls of minerals within these rock formations and your knowledge of the natural world combined with your knowledge of all that is arcane, you can tell that these sculptures were made magically. Cool. Ah. These weren't carved traditionally. They were carved magically. Something did seem odd about them. Yeah. These aren't chiseled away. No. And Doran now inspecting closer. Well, that was obvious. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, me neither. I I totally don't know how I missed it. (laughs) Anyway, let's keep moving. We don't want to linger here too long. And Red looks up ahead to see what there is. Yeah, I mean, this whole place is giant-sized. So your dark vision is only about 60 feet, I believe, for everybody. Um, Except for Orc Splitter. (laughs) 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 You can see into the future. And Mari. Mari's a 60. It is? Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, she's got the goggles on. But you travel through this worked cavern corridor, your footsteps echoing very lightly against the stones underfoot until the passageway turns to the east and you are met with a 10-foot ledge. So you would have to climb up 10 feet in order to proceed east. All right. Red sort of moves forward. I got to climb speed. I'll I'll move up and take a look and then help anyone else up. It's like giant steps and these bas relief carvings that are all over the walls and the floors they're also on the face of this ledge so it looks like actually there are places here that could be used or have been used easily uh, as handholds to help climb red scampers up uh, quietly and looks over the edge is there anything sort of on the ledge above do you do like a little peeksy yeah a little peeksy weeksy kind of like Gollum in the Lord of the Rings just <laughs> just my cat eyes looking over <laughs> yeah you look what do those cat eyes see you <laughs> look over the ledge red and you see another empty hallway although it seems to turn to the north here uh, and out of sight all right red gets up turns around and lowers a hand uh, for Mari come on Mari she, she starts trying to curl up her her skinny little arm muscles, like straining as she tries to like <laughs> pull her own body weight up. She's trying she's trying to be graceful, but she's just like <laughs> it's like a really damp hand. It's okay, I got gotcha. you. All right. <sighs> You'd think that like the act of adventuring would just actively improve your strength score over time. Yeah, you've only done it for like five days. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Mari for well, Mari sure. Mari's only done it for yeah. five days. Yeah, that, that my strength stat is an eight, so Oof. please uh, God, please. Uh, <laughs> I think that's it's the worst in the party. <laughs> no, mine's eight as well. No, mine's oh, eight really? also. Like, we're all... Mine's eight, oh, okay. but... <laughs> wow! However, one of my saving throw dies is strength. So... My stat is eight, but I have a plus three when I do saving throws. You've got so that. So it's kind of, oh. that's why I play red, even though he's not that strong. I feel like he's got like a good core. You know what I mean? Like he, he's got really good core strength, but bad like uh, arms. Jack's got that wizard body. 
<laughs> I feel like when push comes to shove, Red's got like this deep inner reserve of some kind of wildness. That that's you what just I mean. Eat. Like my 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 strength saving throw is the same as my charisma saving throw. Right. In terms of you know, so it's like if he's this charismatic, he's at least got to have this much core strength. That's but fair. when it comes to the one on one, it's you can high. do one push up. <laughs> but it's a good one. <laughs> Form is perfect. Mine, mine's a negative one, so I just lay on the ground mm. face down mm. as she tries to do a push up. Red reaches down and grabs Jack's arm. Come on, Jack. And Doran kind of boosts him up from the bottom. Oh, thank you. No problem. Hold your breath, Doran, in case he fights. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I should have done that black bean oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it all comes together now. That's what... <laughs> well, he is the mage, and they are the magical fruit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Magic beans are a staple of alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jack, now you've made it too funny. i got to keep them in. You, you tip the scale. <laughs> I see it happening too. I'm like, that's not making it in. That's still not making it in. Now that like, might make it in. Now it's got reason. Uh-oh. It's boob talk all over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doran, Doran kind of climbs up the faces, uh, you know, putting his hand in the, on the nose and his foot on the lip. There's and, like a roughly carved nose and Doran sticks his, his hand up like both, like up the nostrils and grips. Yeah, Boogers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like when Doran gets close enough, Red grabs the like belt of his butt pulls him up the last little bit yeah oh thanks for that oh you got up the first step congratulations i think that's an episode's worth of content right that's the first step in completing this mission red heads to the next ledge and he sort of holds up a finger in front of his mouth and he does a perception roll 18 does he see anything over it before approaching yeah you do actually red there's a little flicker of some kind of dim light coming see it almost like reflected off of the ceiling and red gives the signal to sort of everyone lay low and he very stealthily climbs up and again peeks over this next ledge Mm. roll another stealth check for me 32 oh all right whoa i feel like red you're so stealthy that the only thing visible as you look over the ledge is just at an animal flash of light in your dark eyes and you see a large cavern red this cavern is lit by two campfires that are burning in the darkness cavern is about 200 feet wide and the ceilings are higher here maybe 45 50 feet and you see people. There is a barbarian, a warrior here, maybe about 20 feet away from you, looking in your direction, clearly on guard, watchful, but you don't seem to have been perceived. A little farther back in the cavern, you see another warrior gazing off into the northern tunnel that exits. And there are a couple more figures in the dim light in the back. Red slinks back down to the others and turns and says, There's five barbarians up there with their eyes this way, but there could be more. We need a way to be able to scout ahead. What about invisibility, Jack? We pass without trace. I might be able to sneak in and, and move around them. The spells I've got prepared today won't, won't last long enough for a good, a good investigation. Hmm. Any ideas, Mari? I mean, I, I guess we could technically fight them. I don't want to, but I guess we could. But um, 
and then she sort of like steals herself because she's trying to stay confident and stay like she knows what she's doing but she really doesn't and she's like I can try to go up in there and take a look and I can go up there as something just really really small as like a little spider or a bug or something and hopefully get around and maybe no one will notice me hey it if you feel like that's a risk that you are okay taking, then I think that would be the smartest call. I don't know if I'm okay taking it, but I can try. Mari, you are powerful. Don't don't worry. You you got this. You're a strong adventurer. Yeah. 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 So, I'm okay. We'll hang out here. In the meantime, we'll come up with a plan as well. Uh, but yeah, see us. You can find as much as you can up there and then come back. Yeah. And uh so here's just the thing and she sort of like waves her hand like a little like glowing hourglass pops up and she just goes I can do this for about four hours until I have to turn back so if I'm gone for that long and you guys are still here I'm not coming back so Mari you're coming back yeah if you hear the sound of the bird ring and she holds her hand up or if you just hear a lot of screaming of the sound of like me getting stepped on and then turning back into myself and then getting stepped on again, uh, then I guess either come running that way or go running back out the door. Really, it's up to you at that point. We'll come um, running. We're not leaving this place without you. Don't worry. Absolutely. All right. You've got, you've got our backs. Don't worry. All right. She takes a deep breath and she puts one hand on her chest and you can see it's like visibly shaking. And Red puts his hand on top of it. You've got this. Oh, thank you, Red. And she glows for a moment and then sort of in that little, like, very short little dim blue flash. And you look down at the ground, there's a tiny, just a little tiny cave spider down on the ground. And the only thing that looks any different about it than, like, any other spider wandering around is there's, like, a thin blue line that runs down the back of it. Ah, spider! <laughs> squish, squish, squish! And then there's, like, a moment where, like, oh, damn it. And then Mari just reappears, and she's like, okay, we're gonna try this again. <laughs> you do not step on the no, spider. No, we, like, squish it, squish it, squish it, and we all stand back, and then you just hear the faintest bird ring go... <laughs> I needed help. Weirdly, didn't have a problem riding on a big spider a couple of days ago, but the small spider, something about Ugh, it, squeaked me out. I, Terrible. She just scampers across Jack's foot just to bug him. Ah. Um, <laughs> Why are there so many bells on this shoe? <laughs> <laughs> I like how now I feel like Jack now has bell shoes and he a does. hat, which is like one thing I've retained. Yeah. Canonically, he's got like the cliche Christmas elf bell hat. <laughs> That's but but also if we if we took everything you've t- said Jack has he's also got assless chaps from a couple of yes. days ago he's got a hat yes. which is this yes. he's also got a glove he also wears gloves yeah he wears gloves that are full of cat hair now or tabaxi hair now but I do love the idea that like red bought the bell shoes for you and the bell hat like thinking that you'd like them of course like I don't want to be rude I gotta yeah you but know. there's like there's like three layers to this like red was like hey I got these for you and you're like. Oh, okay. Even though you hate them, but Red Secret, like, <laughs> they look ridiculous. Oh, no. <laughs> deception. I, I Wait, you know what? They're not the worst thing I've seen. It seems like something that could fit into Water Davy in fashion. Yeah. I've always just been told what to wear because it was fashionable and done it anyway. <laughs> the third layer of it is is like we were in yeah. Water Deep and, and someone's like, people are stopping you being like, this actually looks really good. And Red's like, damn it. It actually does Fucking look trendsetter good. over here. <laughs> the long con. Red's now wearing a bell hat. And he's like, <laughs> everyone's just got bells fucking everywhere. I did it to go. 
goof with them, but now I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, that's exactly how it would go. <laughs> I love the idea of having to roll disadvantage on every single stealth check because of all the fucking bells. But every advantage single... on all the charm. <laughs> this is why Pass Without Trace is so important because yeah. everyone's just decked out. Good luck, Maori. And Red pets Maori. the little spiders. Aww. A little tap on the head. If anything goes wrong, I'll be there with bells on. <laughs> No matter what, even if you don't want them, they have bells. <laughs> um, you just see like the little spider arms like wave, and then she crawls up over and into the cave part where the barbarians are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see a little fisheye lens version, which is Mari's spider vision, as you climb up and over the ledge's edge. You look out into this big cavern. Yeah, she creeps sort of staying along the walls and starts heading over sort of more into the middle of the room to see, to sort of get a vantage point of like what's all around her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to make you roll stealth checks because you're like a tiny dark spider in a giant cave. Yeah, um, she's avoiding everybody. She's just, she's not going near anything mo- like living. Exactly, so. exactly. So Mari, you see now that you are exploring this larger cavern that there are two areas not yet described by Red. The first, there is a southern cave down another ledge. It seems like it's empty. It's quite big. And then beside the bedrolls that are in the the northern side of this cavern, where two of these warriors are actually sleeping now, you can tell based on their loud snoring, there's a giant barrel of what is probably beer. Spiders can smell beer, I think. Right. They can't smell yeah, anything yeah. else but ju- just beer. Yeah, yeah. She's got a wonderful nose like to be able to discern any sort of like beer. She's like a porter, a, a scout, <laughs> an ale. We've all heard of spider sense. So it's this a- barrel is like 10 feet wide, 15 feet tall. And there's a like an alcove carved out of the wall behind it inside which sits a giant-sized stone mug. And there was nothing in that, that bottom cave. It was just empty. That's what, you, um, that's what you perceive, yes. All right. And no beer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a, a tunnel that leads north from here as well. Keeping, again, against the wall, she scampers her way into this other room to take mm-hmm. a look at what's, what's further in. Mm-hmm. Mari, you are looking into a wide circular room. The ground under Spiderfoot slopes down gently and there's a 70 foot wide pool, you would estimate, of viscous liquid. You can tell because it's burbling softly, these big bubbles like gradually rising to the surface and then staying there for a minute before popping. On the southern side of the room, there are three huge stone giants that seem to be coming out of the wall. Oh boy. And there's two passageways that lead out of this room. One to the northwest, through which some natural light seems to be coming. Maybe this is a way out. And then to the northeast, um, looks like maybe there's some more lit braziers in that direction. 
if I go up closer to the pool, not close enough to get like really close, like in any, in any real like bubbly danger, but like, is it is it mud? Is it some sort of magical liquid? Is it? I mean, just to look at it, it seems like mud. Right. And I guess all I can smell is beer. And it doesn't smell like beer. <laughs> it's, not, it's not beer related. Damn. No. All right. She's like, well, it's not a stout. Okay. She gives the 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 passageway that looks like it lead outdoors like a sort of long look like there's this moment where all she wants to do is run back out into the sun but instead heads deeper in and goes mm-hmm. towards the passage on the east side yeah. down another long corridor you know you're taking up 5 10 15 minutes now you come to another large cavern there are five stone giant sculptures It's hard to tell really what they are, the nature of these things coming out of the walls here. Um, And a a big pool of water in the center of the room. It's open to the sky, so you can see a little bit of blue up there, some clouds scuttling by. Um, And there are also three sets of big stone double doors here. Can I just take a quick look at the doors? Do they have keys or are they... Seems like just simple stone doors with hinges. Right. It says, bless this mess on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Live, laugh, love. And then there's another um, passageway that leads to the north and there's some natural light coming out of there as well. Yeah, and Mari sort of goes and like just takes a look at that passage because it assumes that it goes outside and she sort of spend some time looking up at the sky because before going red describes her as an adventurer but she still doesn't feel that very much but she does see herself more as an explorer because prior to meeting with the rest of the party she had just been on her own sort of exploring trying to figure things out just by herself and going into this she was terrified but now that she's in this like little quiet tiny spider body and she can move around basically unobserved she feels more back in her element in a weird way Mm -hmm. than she has like actively fighting but then the the dread of seeing these giant these these immobile stone giants kind of starts to settle back in and she starts to make her way back to the rest of the party okay as we've been waiting red's just kind of looking up at the firelight above and he's sort of thinking and he's like you know, if we could lure them here, maybe one at a time, and uh, maybe have a projection of some sort, like like a minor illusion at the top of the ledge, they would just tumble off. Lure them towards us. I think I can match the way the, the, the edge of this ledge is crafted. I can put in a little illusion there just to extend it a foot or two out, enough to, like, throw them off balance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I guess I could throw a pebble at one of them or something like that. And that's when Mari's little spider body scrambles over the lip of the ledge and drops down in front of the four of you. <gasps> a spider again! Oh, right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, weaves her way down and then does a little, like, she's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't stop. No stopping. <laughs> and there's, like, this tiny little blue flash of light and then suddenly Mari's just sitting there on the ground and she gets up and she's kind of moving a little weird because... Her mind and body aren't matched yet, so she feels like she doesn't have enough limbs. Mm-hmm. She's like, I need more arms. <laughs> so when she talks, her arms are like moving kind of too much, trying to make up for like the lack of the other ones. Mari, put your arms down. <laughs> what did you see up there? She gets her little uh, notebook out and starts scrawling like a rough map in there with the knowledge that Jack is now like 
committing this to memory. Internalized. I love a map. Well, that's good. If there's only five barbarians, I think we can take them. And I had this idea of having this illusory terrain that he's going to project there. And then we need a way to lure them over here. Uh, I was thinking maybe I'd just throw a pebble or something. All right, yeah. Either a pebble or maybe we can make the make the sound of a screaming dying animal out here and they start, start you know, they come investigating. Well, we don't want to draw all of them. We want to try to get them one at a time. Yeah, true. Yeah. And we all know that barbarians can't resist a dying animal. They, they get a whiff of it and they're <laughs> like, I'm there, let's let go. I mean, you joke, but... But, but mm. like, if... If I heard a dying animal on my porch, I'd kind of want to go yeah. see what's up. You know, I think there's... Depends what kind of animal is dying. Well, you don't know till you go investigate, do you? You can tell between a mouse and a bear. <laughs> oh, dying lying. What? Dying lion, he meant. Dying lion, not dying lying. Diet lion? <laughs> the problem is he changed lion to how you say dying. So he went, dying lying. Wait, damn it. <laughs> but I got what you meant. Yep. <laughs> Dying lion. Years of knowing each other to translate between. <laughs> if we can find a way to bring them over here one at a time, uh, then they'll fall through the illusion, and then we'll have a good opportunity to take them out. Well, I could drop a stone from the roof just to make it look like something fell. Maybe it's just enough to, to draw them over here. Hey, that's a good idea. At the very least, it'll embarrass them if they fall. They'll die. Psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I look so dumb. All right. And uh, Red hugs against the wall and he readies an action. See if we can get them right there. Drop the stone at the top, and then maybe make it look like it's on the illusion so that they walk that extra few feet. And when they hit the ground, I'll let them have it. Doran, you too. You ready up. I'm going to fire the minute that this barbarian falls down and hits the bottom. Okay. And Doran readies his axe so that, uh, you know, when the barbarian comes off the edge in any way, shape, or form, he's going to swing. Okie doke. If I have enough time to get back and, and get into position, I'm going to ready a firebolt to, to launch, too. And Mari sees everyone doing this, and she readies um, Guiding Bolt, which just creates this, like, long bolt of energy, like, straining against her hands that she kind of, like, tucks into her coat mm -hmm. to try to hide it. Just It just lights her from below like she's got a spooky flashlight. <laughs> she's trying to tell a story. <laughs> All right. And I do it. I creep up to the ledge. I create this illusory extension of it. And then using my mage hand, go as high as I can and drop this rock from 60 feet above me until it sort of bounces on the ground and rolls towards us. And then sort of scramble back to get in position on the, on the, against the wall. You don't hear anything for a few seconds. And then you hear the approaching footsteps. <laughs> Once again, to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Adam Fry, Amanda Kitchener, Amy Garza, Anne, Cecil Lee Wilson, Jerry Rose Anderson, Christopher, Colin Burkhart, Crow, Casey, DS, Dippity, Elizabeth H, Haley, Harper the Marks, Heather Nichols, Indian Thrifty, Jekyll, JD, Joy Robinson, Jory, KR, KM, Cade, Kirsten Wolf, Lasagna, Last Ruth on the left, Leader J, Lizzie Demon, Lorelai Feldman, Loon, Matilda Rushing, Melinda Curley, Moon, Melissa, Merlin, Sam C, Regan, Wren, Ruth Ann Reed, Scotty, S Ray 96, Tony Pepperoni, Xander Morning Dove, and Zach House. Woo! Hey, hey. <laughs> 
See? I'm cutting what you said because I know I'm right. <laughs> Jack, stop doubting. <laughs> I'll manipulate your files so you're the one doubting. Just quiet, Jack. This will work. <laughs> Trust it's me. Too much power in one editor. Don't hand. cry. It's fine. Okay. Cry a little <laughs> bit if you need to. <laughs> jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> Jack said bells to all of his walking. <laughs> I jingle as tears fall from my face. Parts, <laughs> ass cheeks clapping in the traps. <laughs> Make him the most embarrassing. Helps the flow of magic through. Much. I'm just telling you. I, can I switch to the jester class? I feel like that's where I'm headed. <laughs> oh yeah. They're so powerful. And I just saw Alex fart in real life. <laughs> Got you. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, let me say this. I might burp on camera, but at least I wouldn't ever fart on camera. So I have my standards. Well, good you've got a line that you And yet, and yet. <laughs> it's not like I'm, I'm not putting my ass in the cameras, you know, towards the camera, farting in the, in the microphone. Right in yet. there. These are bodily functions, guys. 